This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. And hello, I'm Steve Prusak. Uh, I'm so excited. We've got Anthony Corahayas. He's going to be on the show in just a minute. He healed himself with clinical depression, low back pain, anxiety, and chronic fatigue using the ancient Chinese practice healing art known as Qigong. We're going to hear all about it. So like I say, grab some water, juice, tea. We'll be back right after this with Anthony Corahayas. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Well, I don't want to wait any longer. We've got Anthony Corahayas here. I told you, uh, he's helping people all over the world heal all kinds of ailments naturally, uh, from depression to back pain to anxiety, which he did for himself, chronic fatigue, so many other areas that this addresses when it comes to health issues. Uh, his international organization, Flowing Zen, has 25 certified uh, Qigong instructors. I always want to say Qigong, but it's Qigong. And he offers retreats, workshops, and online classes. And I think he's pretty phenomenal. I know you will, too. Let's welcome to the show right now. There he is. Do we have him? Yes, we I'm do. Here. I'm here. Anthony Corahayas. Anthony, hello. Welcome. Thanks, Steve. Good to be here. Thank you. for That's a mouthful. I mean, Qigong, Qigong, I always get it wrong. Can you tell us a little about, first of all, I, lo- I love getting personal. Can you share your story of how you got involved with Qigong, yep, Qigong? Probably. Don't worry about the mispronunciation. I've heard Qigong instructors mispronounce it. It's confusing. You know, Chinese, this is a Chinese art. And the process of transliterating transliterating those Chinese characters into English is weird. And they've changed the spellings over the years. So over the years. So the latest spelling is with a Q. It's really confusing, but that's what we use. And that's what's on Google. So anyway, it, whether however you spell it in English, it's pronounced Qigong. And actually, I was like you, too. I was like most people back in, I discovered it in maybe 1996, and I had no idea what it was. I actually discovered it uh, reading some Tai Chi books. Now, Tai Chi, you've heard of Tai Chi, right? Like most people heard of Tai Chi. Slow martial art. Yeah, that's the slow motion one. So, and Uh I think there's more awareness of that, that, you know, Tai Chi is this, whatever it is, it's for healing. So the simple explanation is that Qigong is, it's really the grandmother of Tai Chi. It's, it's much, much older. It is not necessarily a martial art, although it was used by a lot of martial artists and it's really streamlined for health and vitality. So I discovered it because I was a mess and uh, I was looking for solutions. I was actually a really active martial artist. I was a black belt in karate. I was in my mid twenties and I was a mess. I, I, I had terrible back pain. Actually, my back pain was what I was most um, honest about, I'll say, with myself. Like, I knew my back hurt. I wasn't so honest about the depression. This was the 1990s, and we didn't talk about it the same way, you know? You remember it was, like, a little bit different. It wasn't quite the same. But uh, yeah, That's unfortunate and true. Yeah, on both. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. It's unfortunate. It's still, there's a, still a big stigma with it, but... Uh, I admitted to myself that I had back pain. I wanted to practice my karate. And for some reason, I was drawn to Tai Chi books. I'm an avid reader. So I went to the bookstore and was reading these books on Tai Chi. And they kept mentioning this thing 
called Qigong. And, you know, I had all these different spellings too back then. And it just sounded fascinating to me. And that was the beginning of my journey. And really thank God, because uh, I'll say that my sort of understanding of Qigong was like this. And at the same time, I was spiraling down into the darkness. And it's a good thing that I kind of caught that because otherwise I would have been in real trouble with the depression. I mean, back pain is severe and awful. And I've had pretty bad back pain in my life. But depression is what really became the real problem and it became life threatening for me. So thank God I found Qigong. It was, it was literally a lifesaver. And I mean, obviously the regular martial arts wasn't going to do it. Like you, you really pivoted, didn't you? Yeah, you're exactly right. And the funny thing is that, you know, we martial artists get really stuck on like, I do like since then I've learned a lot of different martial arts, but back then I was like really into karate and I had my karate black belt and I had my uniform in my school and I didn't want to give that up. So I was actually reluctant to learn Tai Chi because it was another martial art. Uh, But I knew, I knew exactly what you said, that karate wasn't going to heal me. If anything, karate was maybe making me worse. I had a ton of injuries from it. So I was looking for something. I don't know why. It's an interesting question. Maybe you can help me answer this. Why some of us are drawn to self-healing methods I mean, I think you know this pretty well, and probably your your tribe knows it pretty well too. Like, what is it about us that we naturally and instinctively look for those solutions, things that we can take ownership of? Anyway, for me, it wasn't um, juice, but it was Qigong. It was like I was looking for a solution for myself, and so I sort of went to Tai Chi, and then I found this Qigong thing, and I just as soon as I read that, I started looking for books. I read about it, and uh, that was the beginning of my journey. Eventually I found teachers in New York city, which is where I was living. And then I made my way to Asia, learned from masters there. And, uh, you know, they say the rest is history. <laughs> so for us that are new to this, you know, what exactly is Qigong? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Let me, um, I'll do a little bit just to, so you can see a little bit. It can be, incredible. you know what? I'm going to put you on full screen too. Right. You can have an incredibly wide variety of techniques and they can be as simple as just, Sim- this is one of the simplest. I'll even turn from the side so you can just see how simple it is. This exercise is called pushing mountains. And all you're doing is pushing very gently. There are specifics to it, which I, I won't get into now because I have lots of ways to learn. But uh, it's a combination of a simple movement, usually a flowing movement, a specific breathing technique. And most importantly, and this is a big part of my teaching, is specific uh mindfulness practice. This is a form of moving meditation. And when you combine those things with some of the principles of Tai Chi, like softness, flow, smooth breathing, these things, uh, the results are just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. It what well, if you practice, you have to practice, but the practice is doable. It's about 15 minutes a day. So if you can practice for 15 minutes a day, and if you can work up to that and do it regularly, I mean, I've just seen amazing things, which is, I saw first amazing things in myself, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I was actually in IT for a while. I'm going to quit my job. I got to commit to this. I got to spread this and share it with other people because people have got to know about this. Well, how does it work? You say it actually helps to supercharge the body's healing system. How exactly does that work? I mean, I know you've really studied that in depth. Well, we can talk about it either from the Western or the Eastern perspective. And the funny thing is, Uh, you know, there's actually been a ton of research. When I first started teaching, 
there wasn't as much research on Qigong and Tai Chi and meditation. And now we see a ton. It's like every week, it seems like there's a study about yoga and meditation and now Tai Chi and Qigong. There's a lot of research, but the research doesn't even always explain the mechanism. It doesn't. It just, they will observe that this happens like blood pressure lowers or, you know, this, this helps with Parkinson's disease or whatever the, the study is looking at, but they don't always understand the mechanism. So if I had to describe it from a, a Western perspective, what I would say is, you know, it taps into the autonomic nervous system, especially the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and restore part of your nervous system, which, you know, most of us are in fight or flight mode. That's the other side of it, right? That's the, the, we're constantly stressed out. So it shifts us into the parasympathetic, the peaceful rest and restore mode that gets all of the healing, the natural, it's all natural systems in the body. The, the body wants to heal, but the way that most of us engage with modern life, the body can't heal. And then, you know, the, the Eastern uh, side of things would say, well, what Qigong does is it smooths out the flow of qi. And qi doesn't have to be mysterious. It means life force. But really what it means is these, we can explain it just as easily in modern terms in terms of mechanism. So is qi something mysterious? No, qi is your blood, your lymph fluid, your synovial fluid, your cerebrospinal fluid, it's the various processes, it's cellular mechanisms, it's all of this. It was just the poetic way that the ancient Chinese masters described it before they had microscopes. <laughs> so, Well, I love that you've been teaching it and getting the word out. And what kind of results have you seen for your clients who have started doing your online programs? And what, what, were some of the, what was some of the feedback? So it's interesting. I've seen almost exactly the same result. I taught for over 10 years in person. I had a brick-and-mortar studio. Uh, I live in Florida and I've had a studio, I had a studio here for almost 10 years. I think I taught, we counted once, I taught over 5,000 live classes in that studio. Wow. And then gradually I started teaching online. And at first I really thought that my results with my students would plummet online. That didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, and you, it's, they're, they're very comparable. I'm not saying that there aren't benefits to each. There are benefits to learning in person and there are benefits to learning online. But the, the results seem to be very comparable. And those results are pretty remarkable, they, especially when combined with other methods. And those methods can be anything. I mean, I started because I went to acupuncture school and I met a lot of people there and started, you know, getting referrals from acupuncturists and chiropractors. And that combo, we call it complementary care, was just a natural fit with what I do. But then I started to branch out and MDs started to recommend to me and pain specialists, even dentists, and then massage therapists. Uh, then Reiki masters started to refer to me. Then also like different uh, nutrition communities started to refer to me because it's a natural fit there because, like I said, we want to do something ourselves, right? So for those people who want to do something for themselves, to themselves, to empower themselves, Qigong is a natural fit. Uh, what are some of the results? I mean, I, I really, I, I can't even start because the, I know my, my area and that's what I started teaching was depression, anxiety, back pain, chronic fatigue, these kinds of things. But, and I would say maybe half of my students come to me because of those similar subjects. And then the other half have, you know, you name it. I mean, I've got blog posts like, um, about like, you know, can Qigong help with, insert, you know, blank, insert rare disorder. I get these emails with these rare disorders that I've never heard of and students want to know if it helps. And my honest answer is, I don't know, but let's try it because let's see, because it's, it's just tapping into the natural healing mechanism. It's an easy and enjoyable practice. There's so much research 
And if it doesn't help right away with that thing that you're after, whatever that is, uh, whether it's a rare disorder or more common, it's going to help you with some other things because, uh, well, that's holistic medicine. It's healing everything at once, right? So your digestion is going to improve your energy levels, your mood, you name it, like things that you may not even, even be looking for will get better because Qigong just starts to get the body's healing juices. Ha, healing juices, right? Pun intended. I wanted you on the show because I knew this is such a great match for our friends in the community who are looking to get healthier with juicing, lose weight, get more energy and those kinds of things, you know, clear the brain fog. And what a great supplement this is to bring in because typically we, we talk about yoga being a great one. And I know you say that this is actually has, is going to be bigger than yoga. Is that right? That's my opinion. Obviously, not everybody agrees with me, but I think there, I have a strong argument uh, because now that's not to say that Qigong will be better than yoga or some people want, I, yoga has its place. And please, everybody doing good work with yoga and everybody that loves yoga, keep doing it. The world needs more yoga, but the world also needs more Qigong and more Tai Chi. Uh, they often go hand in hand. And uh, even though I think Qigong is a better fit for a lot of people, and we have a lot of catching up to do. Qigong, Qigong is just not even on the radar. It's barely known by people, let alone the medical establishment. We've got a lot of catching up to do. But there are strong reasons why I think we could maybe one day pass yoga. And so, for example, some of the reasons are it's much easier to learn. So yoga is even simplified yoga. You know, we've tried. We've all tried that simplified yoga. And it still can be quite hard. Uh, and Qigong can be super, like bafflingly simple, like that exercise I showed you. Just moving the arms with a simple breathing. You can learn it quickly and get results quickly. So You should mention that people on the radio didn't hear that I should have been describing it if I was oh, any right. kind of a good radio host. But I'm always thinking we're going out on social media with the videos, too. So I just assume. But basically, do you want to describe that? Because how do we get started with this? Yeah, so the exercise I showed, Pushing Mountains, one of literally thousands of exercises. I don't teach thousands. I have a, I've learned a couple hundred and I actively teach, you know, a few dozen. You don't need all those exercises. It's just fun to learn exercises and help to grow and progress. But the one I showed, Pushing Mountains, was really, it looked like you're doing push-ups, but standing and you're not pushing anything, but you're just very gently pushing nothing <laughs> while doing a specific breathing method. And there's other stuff going on and happening on the inside, but I, I demonstrate it so you can see how absolutely simple it is. There's no, and you can do it in a wheelchair. So, you know, I've taught people in wheelchairs with prosthetics, people who've done a, who've had a stroke, so they don't have control of one side of the body. So what do they do? They just use one arm. So that's one big reason why I think it'll be uh, more accessible is because it's just a little bit more accessible to a wider range of people. Those people who aren't being served by the yoga world could be served by Qigong. Uh, another reason is that it really is streamlined for health and vitality and yoga can do that. Yoga is absolutely medicine, but Qigong is officially a branch of traditional Chinese medicine. It actually is a cousin of acupuncture, which is a little confusing because acupuncture, you know, needles and herbology, but Qigong is considered moving medicine. And like, for example, in China, some of the hospitals have a Qigong wing. It's so cool. Like they view it as medicine. Wow. It's very cool. And uh, yeah. in, in that sense, it really is, it's a little bit more streamlined than yoga, which I think is a broader art and, you know, includes a lot of spiritual practices. There, there are spiritual versions of Qigong, but what I emphasize for my students is um, what we call medical Qigong. And all that means is that it's Qigong for, Qigong as a form of medicine, Qigong for, for self-healing. That's what it is. That's what we emphasize. 
So how long is a typical session? Is this something you're doing every day? I, wouldn't, I wanted to ask also what your daily routine is like. We can get into that. But how long is a typical Qigong session? Does it vary? Yeah, it varies, especially on, on who, it depends on who you ask. So I'm lucky that the, the method that I inherited and the method I've sort of tweaked and perfected over the years is a short and sweet. We emphasize quality over quantity. So some, and there's a lot of, the problem with the Qigong community is there's a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation and mysteriousness out there. And that's just, some of that comes from the Chinese tradition. And I feel like part of my mission is to demystify these arts. So for example, sometimes you'll hear crazy things like, oh, you have to practice for four hours a day to get results. That's just not true. I have students practicing 15 minutes a day who are getting really terrific results. Uh, I even teach my students a two minute version for bad days when, you know, it's just life gets out of, out of hand. And if you don't have a strong habit, it's hard to get up and do even just 15 minutes. But absolutely, we have tons of evidence, you know, myself and thousands and thousands of my students that even just 15 minutes a day, and ideally, the Chinese tradition wants you to do it every day. But realistically, a lot of people are doing it five days a week. So with even that small amount, you can make some tremendous changes over time. And once you establish it as a habit, it goes on autopilot, just like brushing your teeth. And you look forward to it. You, you know, you look forward to it as part of your day, and your day doesn't feel right without your daily fifteen-minute qigong session. And so, your daily routine: Are you doing other exercise in conjunction with this? Like, what else is sure? Is yeah. Well, I mean, so I've been doing this for a long time, so maybe I'm not a good comparison. But yeah, I do more. I can practice a couple hours, but then I include tai chi. Of course, I practice tai chi as well, which is actually a form of kung fu. But I also practice other forms of kung fu. And I sneak in some Western exercise as well because, you know, I, I want to stay fit. Like it's not, it's not to say that Qigong is a panacea or that it will do everything, but it definitely fills a big role. And especially for people who aren't active enough, uh, I've had literally, I would say thousands of students who told me that they've been looking for Qigong their whole life because it was, it just, it got them active. Like they never identified as an active person. They struggled with whatever it was, even, you know, Western exercise, yoga, even walking, but Qigong did something for them. And, oh, that's another benefit that I think we have over yoga is that you can do it in regular clothes. You can do it outside. You can wear sneakers. You can do it anywhere. Uh, so people find it a lot easier to practice it and they sort of hit the ground running and they end up having these really strong, I would say strong practice, maybe not traditionally speaking, but if you do 15 minutes a day, five days a week, and you do that year after year, to me, that's a strong practice. And then you've officially entered the world of mindfulness. That counts. It absolutely counts. Yeah, I was going to ask, can you combine like meditation with this? Yeah, I wouldn't say combine because it's already a form of moving meditation. And if you look at the history of Qigong, it was originally practiced by monks and nuns. So, you know, and then it sort of, I mean, I won't say originally because it's a really, really old art. I mean, the archaeological evidence suggests that it's maybe five, 6,000 years old, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, it was originally practiced in spiritual settings and it can be certainly done so, but for people who have, for example, a sitting meditation practice, this fits in perfectly. In fact, it's a beautiful compliment because it gives you a moving meditation to complement your sitting meditation. Or if you have a yoga practice, but you want something that's more, you know, let's be honest, a lot of the, I think yoga is an internal art, meaning the important stuff happens on the inside. But it's often presented in other ways, and 
people who practice yoga, the way I teach Qigong is very internal. I emphasize the internal aspects, the mindfulness aspects, the meditation, the breathing. I tell my students to butcher the form because it's the least important thing. So to feel free to mess up the form. And this is liberating for a lot of people, even yoga instructors. And so they get some benefit out of it as well. Is there any stretching involved? Like, do we stretch yeah. before we do it? Does it help us stretch the body? Is that is so part the, of it? When we run the gamut, and I'll show you, you know, we run the gamut of Qigong exercises. We can go from very, very simple, like I said, pushing mountains, where I'm just sort of doing this standing push-up, to we have, we have exercises that are, you know, just like an air squat in Western exercise. It's very similar with a specific breathing method. We just have like body, exercises yeah. where we stand on one leg, like the white crane. Uh, we have exercises that are, that are um, they, they look like martial arts. They have a punching or a gentle punch or a not so gentle punch. So it really depends on how you're practicing Qigong uh, and wh- what level you're going to, how advanced you go. Are you going into some of the more martial arts stuff? What I tell people is we can make it, we can adjust it to be as easy as anybody wants it. And also as challenging, challenging enough for an Olympic athlete. And I've, like I've dealt with maybe not an Olympic athlete, but Olympic caliber athletes who, you know, there's stuff that you can give them. If they want to challenge, we can tweak up the level and, you know, give them stuff that will challenge them. So you can't – Qigong is more of an umbrella term that, that encompasses many, many different techniques on many, many different levels. Um, what I like to do is cut through all that noise and start, for example, with – let's just start with health and vitality. Isn't that what matters most? You don't need to worry about – martial arts qigong or intellectual qigong which is very cool stuff for studying and for students but let's start with health and vitality and then you can navigate later if you want to learn more martial arts or go to tai chi or go to the spiritual stuff okay you can go there but you have a nice base of health and vitality right a great portal in just like juicing is a great portal into a healthier eating this is a great portal into getting deeper with our exercise. It's, it sounds – I want to get started on it. So and I know you've got something special for our audience, and um, I don't – I want to reveal it now. And it's you've got a free video series so we can all get started, and we really do appreciate this. Yeah, and this uh, video series, I put it out once a year, um, and I improve it, and it's really – it's the best thing that I offer. So don't, don't miss it. Uh, you know, I know what it's like, life is busy and you know, there's always these things, but like I put it out for a short period of time and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a really, it's not only will you learn Qigong, but you will learn about Qigong, which is arguably more important, understanding what it is, how it works, what it can do for you. Some of the pitfalls, what Qigong is not, what's realistic to expect these things are arguably as important as the exercise you learn. Uh, during the series, I give you a free guided meditation as well, which I think is super important because, uh, for example, if we do this with just videos, you can learn the exercise through video, but then I want you to experience the meditation. And if you're watching me, so for example, in my brick and mortar studio, what I would do is I would teach the exercise, but then when we would do the meditative session, I would just stop and narrate. I put my hands behind my back and sometimes students look at me, they want to see the move. The move is simple. You got it close enough. Close your eyes, go into the meditation, do your best and feel the session rather than looking at me to see if you're doing it right. You're doing it good enough for today. So Sorry. there's a guided meditation in there so you can experience that as well. And I want to let you know the link is here for you. you I mean, if you're watching on video, it's here for you to sign up. Uh, if you're on the radio, on iHeartRadio, then just go to juiceguru.com under the show notes. We've got the link for you to sign up for that. And um, 
and really take advantage of this. It's a great option. It's called the Art of Self-Healing Workshop. It's the free video training series, and it's for our viewers. And Anthony came to us, and we really do appreciate it. So we're excited to spread this message, and I want to do it too. So anyone who's signing up, let me know in the community. Let me know that you've signed up, and, and we can try practicing together and compare notes. This is really exciting, though. Good. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm glad. That's one of my missions with this whole Qigong thing is getting people excited about it, inspiring people to look more. I mean, obviously, I hope they'll learn from me. I, I really take teaching seriously, and I, I would love to introduce people to Qigong. But really, what I want to do is turn people onto the art, get them excited. People tell me that my passion is infectious. I've been doing this a long, long time, uh, you know, over 20 years, and I'm still excited about it. So if I can infect you or your community with this, this passion that I have for Qigong, well, good, then, then, then I've done my job. And I hope that the free video series will do that. That's really my main aim for it is to, yeah, get you educated, to teach you a little bit, give you a real experience of it, but to inspire you to go further. Well, Debbie has already posted here, and I have it up on the screen. She says, I'm interested. So, <laughs> Debbie, let's dive in. Let's do this. Anybody else, let's do it. Come on, let's do it as a group. Um, it's going to be a lot. I, I'm ready. I'm actually doing a cleanse right now, and I'm, Perfect. I'm I'm doing some rebounding. I just came back from the gym, but I want to try this. So I'm going to sign up for it myself. And um, but Anthony, anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to share with our listeners and viewers? That you know, any final words of advice or message uh, before we take the leap to actually dive in and try this? Yeah, I would say this, and I you know I don't know your community that well, but I can guess pretty well that. Some of them, and possibly a lot of them, doubt whether or not they can do something like this. They probably struggled with meditation or yoga, and they just didn't find the right fit. And I really believe that there is no one-size-fits-all solution to mindfulness. I think that you have to find what works for you. Qigong is something that a lot of people don't even know about, so you know, I think it's you should try it. Give it a really fair shot and see. And I'll tell you what I've seen over the years of teaching a lot of, I've taught people all over the world, all different ages, all different body types, all different ethnicities, all everything, you know, really all different health levels, you know, in wheelchairs, athletes, everything. And the thing that I hear most often is that people tell me that they feel like they've been looking for something like Qigong for a long, long time. And it made something, whatever that is, accessible to them. So my message is you can do it. Like try it out, see if it's for you. If it's not for you, I wish you well. I hope you find something that, you know, that excites you as much as Qigong excites me. But I hope you will give it a fair shake and see if you can't figure out what it is that I'm still so excited about after all these years. He's Anthony Korahias right here on Juice Crew Radio. His website, flowingzen.com. If you want to find out more about him and the incredible work he's up to, but I say sign up for this class with me. And like you know, you've got the link in the show notes here or on the video. And um, let's dive in. Let's do it together. Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time. I know this is a crazy time. Thank you for being here. Much love and namaste. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure, Steve. I appreciate you having me on your show. It was a lot of fun. Thank you again. And I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Much love listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.